Hello, this is teaching number four of our series. Imagine God supplying us with armor. But you say, armor? Why does a born-again Christian who is supposed to love, turn the other cheek, be kind, gentle and peaceful need an armor? Armor is for fighting. My brothers and sisters, there is a battle out there, a battle for our soul, mostly an unseen battle. But we, without the Spirit of God, cannot fight the good fight. We cannot fight without prayer. We cannot fight without our praise to God. Yes, God will fight for us. The problem is the devil and his demons are after us, and they don't fight fair. This spiritual fight can even get physical without the armor of God. If you have listened to our past three messages, you will understand why I will start out with a passage from Romans 13, 8 through 10. It says, Let no depth remain outstanding, except the continuing depth to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other commandment they may be are summed up in this one rule, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. If there is any law we need to obey, it is the law of love. 1 Peter 4.8 says, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus said in John 15:13 and 14, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. God's friends obey his commands, and remember, they are not burdensome. Nothing will be impossible, and we can do all things through Christ who will give us strength. Romans 13:11 through 14 reminds us to wake up and smell the coffee, as some might say. It says, And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. It says to put on the armor of light, to clothe ourselves with Jesus. Jesus says in John 8:12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus also said that we are also the light of the world, and our behavior is beneficial for others, our relationships, and towards God. Jesus said in Matthew 5:14 through 16 You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. 
Our life is a witness for God, revealing Jesus Christ to the world around us. We will now go to Ephesians 6.10. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. We have no power in ourselves to fight the enemy of our soul. It must be God in us. In the story of David and Goliath, David said to his enemy in 1 Samuel 17.45, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. James 4.7 says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. They tried to dress David with physical armor to fight Goliath, but he cannot use them. It probably was more than a burden to him, since he was not used to wearing armor. His faith was in God, so he defeated the giant with rocks and a simple slingshot. In Judges 7, 2 and 3, God told Gideon he had too many men to fight the enemy, and that their pride in numbers and their own ability would steal God's glory. It reads, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands, in order that Israel may not boast against me, that her own strength has saved her, announce now to the people, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remained. It took a lot of courage to believe here. They had 32,000 men to start, but God only allowed 300 to fight a vast number, as Judges 7.12 says. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all other eastern peoples had settled in the valley, thick as locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. Romans 8.31 says, If God be for us, who can be against us? Let us now go back to Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. It says, Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Remember, our fight now as part of the New Covenant or New Testament teachings is not against people, but against demons who want us to fight and hurt other people. We must always be truthful and put on the belt of truth, for liars do not inherit the kingdom of God. Revelation 21.8 says, All liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Remember, it is God's breastplate of righteousness, not ours. We are in big trouble without God. Isaiah 64.6 says, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. 
We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind our sins sweep us away. Most of us do a lot of walking in a lifetime, so we must put on the shoes of peace. Romans 10.15 says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The word gospel, or the new covenant, or New Testament teachings of Jesus means good news. Matthew 5.9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. So make sure to slip on those gospel shoes every day. The armor has a shield of faith. Without faith we cannot please God. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. You see, praying pays off. Praying plus the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, are our weapons. In Luke 4, Jesus was tempted by the devil, and three times Jesus just quoted Old Testament law back to the devil's temptations. He did not physically fight or harm the devil. How important it is to just know and pray Scripture into our lives and into the atmosphere to keep God close and the enemy running. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the promises and instruction in your word. Your word, as it is written, does not return back to you void or empty. It accomplishes what you desire, and what you desire is good and perfect. Remind me to read it daily so I may grow in faith, and remind me daily to clothe myself appropriately with the armor of God. In Jesus' name, amen.